This is the Power Power Podcast. My name is Sarah of Underground Crowds. We hit Bible topics, smash book studies, punch out some songs here and there, and light up his word to strengthen our souls. Thanks for listening. Help us through these last couple of verses. Help us to realize that your word is sufficient to even take the farthest, the person that's farthest away and bring them close to you. Your word is powerful, sharp, clear, and it is sufficient to feed our souls. No matter how desperate, ravenous, dried up, thirsty, hungry, destitute, desperate we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Is That's the big thing uh, in this day. Uh, and I really have found that if things are off, probably I need to be in the Word. And even if things don't get better, I need to be in the Word. And if I'm still not getting, if I need answers, I still need to be in the Word. If I'm still not getting them, I need to be in the Word. Um, That there is no real, there really is no other place for me to go in a desperate situation, in a dried up situation, when I'm frustrated, when I am ill at ease, um, when I'm anxious, when I'm scared. Um, honestly, I, this the Word of God has never failed me. And I know that might be easy to say seem easy to say but when you have been under spiritual attack for so long um, you and the temptation is to think that um, it's just not working. I have found quite the opposite. And though my circumstances haven't altered that much, um, the more desperate I am, the more let down I am, the more sufficient it is and this totally flies in the face of our modern concepts of self autonomy and being able to figure it out and go to counseling and take a few friends and go shopping and we're we're a self-help kind of a culture and a lot of that is good and self-care is good but if it's self-care minus God's word, it, it, coming from 
where I'm coming from, it's not, it's not self-care at all. And so I'm working on a song. It is summer now, so I'm working on the song again. And that's basically the, the concept, the, the, how I wanted to paint a picture of how God's word is just monumental. I, not that's not the word. That's not the word I'm looking for. It's um, without. Okay, maybe maybe this way. Without it, I, I would be utterly hopeless. And so it's hard for me to understand how people go through life without it opening it once a week, maybe hearing about it twice a week, maybe I don't, and I'm glad God brought me through what he's brought me through to get to that place where I just can't understand at all how this works. Hey, and I'm not the person that's like, oh, same time every day, same bat channel, same, you know, I'm, I'm not that person at all. Um, but I, you know, and if, if I'm on vacation or something, it might just be once a day, but usually, normally, can I say that, Lord? Quite often, that's what he wants me to say, quite often it's more than once a day. It's morning and night. And if I don't get it, if I really, if I don't feel like I'm hearing from him, I, I just keep reading. It's not, for me, not anymore. It used to be, I did my thing, I checked it off, I read through Bible in a year. I've been reading this Bible in a year for like two years now. Only because I'm going super, 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 super slow. Like there's one verse or something and I'm just, I'm done. Sometimes, sometimes it is. Sometimes the Lord's like, speaks right to whatever it is I'm going through. And it's a heavy, it's a, not heavy, it's a, a it's a, it's that bread that I needed. I don't need to keep reading, but sometimes, like lately, it's I'm, I just keep reading, I keep reading, and I'm and I'm struggling quite a bit, but I keep reading. Verse fourteen of Second Timothy chapter three. I will read to the end. You, however, continue in these things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them, and that from childhood you have known the sacred writings, which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God. All scripture is inspired by God. No, I cannot sit here and tell you what some of it is. I am not the kind of person that can go halvesies. I never grew up in Christian culture. 
like Bible Belt. I cannot do, oh, well, some of it is. It's all or nothing for me. I mean, if anybody knows me for very long, it's all or nothing because I'd rather be partying than I don't do like the social Christian stuff because where I came from, it wasn't socially acceptable to be Christian. And like from where my husband's from, it's really not socially acceptable to be Christian. And in fact, when you're born in his country, you're automatically Hindu. It's just all or none. And I'm not saying that that gives us license to stop thinking about it. But if we start at that point where we give God the benefit of the doubt, I really think that, that it boils down to that. Instead of putting it in my lap to figure out what is inspired and what isn't inspired, I'm just going to go ahead and turn that around and give God the benefit of the doubt that he could take have taken stuff out that he did not along the line. I mean, how many how many years have we had the written word of God in its entirety? It's been 2,000 years. I, I'm just going to give him the benefit of the doubt that if he can save my soul, he can remove the parts that he did not mean to say. But it says all scripture is given. Or he can clarify like Paul did, and I think it was Corinthians, he was like, now I'm asking the Spirit about this particular thing, and it was about do not get married thing. I don't know if any of you remember that, but it was like a Habsies, Habsies uh, inspired, maybe. Um, it was, because it's in the Word of God, but then as you take something like that interpreted, you know... You have to interpret scripture with scripture, right? So you know that Adam and Eve were created to procreate. And Paul's here giving you a case for staying single. And he goes further and he says, I would have you single. But we can also take that as Paul says, he would have us single. And it does make sense. We can serve God to our fullest capacity when we're not worried about family and all of that stuff and how to keep everybody fed and dressed and clothed and clean. Clean. Teenagers. Clean. Take a shower. Clean. Well, we don't have to be worrying about that stuff and we can, we can say, yes, it's inspired. Also, it's Paul's opinion, oh, and and it's a good opinion, it's a good opinion, it's a valid opinion, it's a valid opinion, but if I don't feel I'm celibate, have the gift of celibacy, I'm not going for it. This isn't a law. And so we interpret scripture with scripture, but we start with the starting point of all scripture is given, inspired by God. And profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Now, when I think about those kinds of things, I would think, you know, a rule book. Reproof, okay, you, you should, you should. Teaching, this is who Jesus would. Um, 
Correction, yeah, get on the right track. We need more of those rules. Training and righteousness. But when, when you go back to the first word and it says all, we're like, well, the whole thing. And when you go and you visit the Old Testament, there, yes, you have these sacrifices, and, and but then Jesus was the fulfillment of the sacrifices. And, you, and you've got these stories. If you, if you take all the, sac, you know, the, what you're, the, not the, ten, the, the, all the sacrifices that you have to make and everything that the Lord gave the Israelites, um, and not so that they could somehow um, take care of their own salvation. It was, it was a pointing toward what would ultimately be the ultimate sacrifice, the one that God planned at the beginning of time, which was his very own son taking it, taking upon himself our sin and everything that drives us to hell. He took that upon himself through pain, through agony, through struggle, died on the cross, died, D-I-E-D, died, was buried, like dead, buried, rose again. He's a, so he took on all that which should have killed him, should have sent him to the grave, and it was all of our sins, so he should have stayed. That's what Satan's plan was. That he stayed in there, and then all, all, none of us would have any hope whatsoever. There would have been no cleansing of sin. We would have been stuck in our sin. But praise God, he rose after three days, I mean, and it was barely light, he rose out of the grave. Thereby, imparting to us his righteousness. That's how that transaction worked out. And not only does he give us his righteousness, he gives us new life. His life. So that we can be victorious. Because it's all well and good to say, okay, I have salvation. But if we are not working out our salvation on this earth, which I believe that's what that verse is talking about, not working out our salvation on this earth, it's okay to, you know, I said the prayer or whatever, I came to Jesus and then do my own thing. That's not what that was for. That's not what that was for. That's not what scripture is here for. It's not just to confirm to you day in and day out the same old truth that you're saved. That's not what this book's for. My friend, my friend, move on past the bread, the milk. Move on past, well, am I saved? Am I not? Am I saved? Am I? Yeah, this is Sarah. Am I saved? Am I, you know, not too much anymore. Praise God. Praise God. That was like 20 years of wondering. He's finally, he has deepened me past that with this word of God. So this primarily isn't just, you know, I'm going to say, this thick old book. You think all those stories of victory, all those things of talking about God, keeping his promises, all of those um, 
examples of how he came through and he was faithful and that his mercy outshined all that, you know, Israel had done. And that he plans to keep his promises even to Israel, as according to my, my interpretation of Revelation. He's not done with Israel. All of that. It's not just so we can, you know, go back over the same stuff in our own walk. What's it for? So I can take, I can read, even if I don't believe it, even if I'm struggling, even if I'm in pain, even if I'm desperate, even if I feel as shallow as a puddle, like, I'm never going to get this, Lord. I'm never going to understand. Never. Even as I'm saying these things to the Lord, I'm reading His Word. I'm in, you know, complain mode, and I'm, and I'm reading. Because He's the source. He's the source. And when you finally come to a place where you can say, when you can get over this, am I saved or am I not saved? And you can start continuing working out your salvation. Working it out. Working it out for the benefit of others. Taking those promises and what? Standing on them. Realizing you're you're not on this. Oh, Sarah, Sarah Varghese, get your act together. I, you are not on this earth for you. Please, sister. I talk to myself a lot. Get it together. This is not about you. And the only the only way it's not gonna it's gonna shift from being about you. To being about others, the only way that's going to happen is for you and I to continue. For you and I to stand on his word. I keep going around the same bush. But to take the reproof, the correction. Oh, it's painful. It's painful. And I, I am another breed of stubborn. I am a whole other breed of stubborn. I'll give you an example. How stupid. And you're going to be like, what? You're a psycho. I'll give you an example of how stubborn I am. I have a thing with soap. And my son, I, I don't want aluminum. I don't want additives. I don't want... Blah, 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 blah. Well, and some of you already know this. A lot of times that can mean you smell. Because you're refusing the aluminum and the deodorant and blah, you know, all of that. The additives. So, I paid $19 per soap bottle. Um, because... It, I mean, and it did at first. My son, I mean, you could not even, he doesn't, nobody needs to know this, but 
anyway, you teenagers smell. Teenagers smell, smell, smell. And so I got him acidified soap um, to kill the bacteria, and he stopped smelling. And I used it for myself. Lo and behold, I'm finding out this $19 a bottle soap is not working like 10 minutes after I put it on and I'm stubborn. No, it is going to work as if, as if trying it again and again and again is going to make it suddenly not smell. I had to figure it out. Is it my clothes? Because surely it's not this $19 a bottle soap. So I'm probably smelling people out, but I am a different kind of stubborn and I'm going to figure this out because it cannot be. It cannot be I smell this fast and need to put on some sort of additive laden toxic deodorant. Anyway, stubborn. This is a kind of person, I'm the kind of person that does not like correction, but if I'm gonna move forward, if I'm gonna continue, like Paul is telling Timothy, you continue, continue. If I'm going to continue, and I don't know what it means for you in your life right now, how do I continue? How do I not keep going back over the same? Am I saved? Am I saved? It's like a bad song. How do I stop backtracking over this? Keep going around this bush. How do I get to that next place? Well, the avenue is obedience. We all know this. And the word is beneficial for us to grow. Correction training in righteousness so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. He has good works planned for you. He has good works planned for you, stubborn Sarah. He has good ideas for us, but we can't step into that. Oh. Getting scared, Sarah's scared all the time. Scared, wondering. I found it really clicked one day when I caught myself believing, and this is gonna sound stupid, but I, I go through a day and I've got things I have to do. If you're a mom, you have things you've got to do. And somewhere in there, these thoughts start wrangling in like bad news. And they were totally, they were very feely. They were emotionally correct. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? They were emotionally sound thoughts. Oh, thoughts about how old I was and how 
um, unlikely it was. God was calling me to these things because oh, it's so practical because of this, you know, this and this and this and this and this. And very, very smooth, very outlined, very, you know, bullet points, um, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, but God didn't say that. That's not the promise. Well, and and I started taking the holding those thoughts captive and making them, and I knew that verse already, but making them captive and fighting them with what? God's word. But God says this. And we have another example of this. Jesus walked through this. Jesus is not, Jesus has gone through everything. He's, he went before us in all the things that we go through. And when Satan took him to the wilderness to tempt him, he fought with what? He fought with the word of God. This is how important this is. And if we are undermining ourselves by saying it, not all of it is. We're really doing ourselves a disservice. We are really, really, really adding a crutch to our walk, cutting off our legs. If we don't start with all scripture, we might as well just be cutting off our limbs, trying to work this thing out. You know, we're, we're at, it's like going to a gym, work out your faith. Work it out. And we're like, well, first let me cut off my arm. And then cut off my leg. And then I'm going to go head over to the barbells. It doesn't, it's not, no. If you're going to come to scripture and, and have the mindset that not all of it is profitable for you. I'm trying to paint a, paint a picture for you. You are crippling yourself because all of it all of it front to back is for your benefit all of it is god breathed all of it is able to teach you correct you reproof you blah, all of it so that what you can be adequate equipped for every good work Peace out. Again, thanks for listening. Catch the next part of this series, usually Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday. You can also find Underground Crowds on Twitter, Patreon, Bandcamp, or undergroundcrowds.com.